Sienna Marabella, and you're listening to the Honey Soleil podcast, bringing you all things wellness for your mind, body, and soul. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a minute. I skipped last week because I'm a one-woman show and I had some some issues with getting an episode up, but I am back here giving you some 10 healthy habits to change your life. These are the ones that changed my life. These are just my baseline foundational habits that helped me kind of get my shit together, get me out of a rut, helped me organize my life, and this is what advice I would give to anyone who wants to make the trans... Oh my God, keep interrupting me, I swear. These are just some foundational habits that I would recommend to anyone if they want to make the transition into a healthier, more organized life. So you're getting just a basic episode with some 10 foundational habits, and I will do a deep dive episode all about transitioning to a healthy lifestyle because that is my brand. That is what I love. That is what we're here to do together is to be our best selves and live our best lives. So I will do a more in-depth episode on that, but today I'm just giving you my 10 healthy habits to better yourself because who doesn't love that? Before we get into it, I want to jump into some updates, kind of chit-chat with you guys for a bit because, you know, I've been gone and there is so much to update you on. First off, if you don't follow the podcast Instagram or my personal Instagram, then you might be totally, well, you are unaware that I have made a Honey Soleil website. So essentially the vision for my brand is that I want Honey Soleil to be like a goop or a poosh. So a lifestyle brand where you can listen, you can read, you can watch, you can shop. And that is what I did where I created a website with Squarespace and I freaking love Squarespace, by the way, just not sponsored, love Squarespace. But anyway, created a website for Honey Soleil where that's where all of my blog posts that were on siennamarabella.com are going to be now. So it's going to be weekly articles of the same type of spiel, the same Honey Soleil vibe, so wellness for your mind, body, and soul, but that will be on honeysoleil.com, and the link is in my Instagram bio, my personal Instagram bio, the Honey Soleil Instagram, you'll find it. But that website is just essentially going to be your spot to find all the new podcast episodes, articles on, you know, bettering your life and just a lifestyle brand, a modern lifestyle brand. That's what I wanted to create with Honey Soleil. And I wanted to kind of transition from having that personal blog and making it more of like a a one-stop shop for wellness where it's not just my name, it's the actual brand Honey Soleil. And so if you're wondering what's going to happen with SiennaMirabella.com, I'm still keeping that obviously, but what I'm going to do is eventually transition that website into where I sell coaching and consulting because that is what I really have a vision for. And I want to have this lifestyle brand, but I also want to be a life coach or be a wellness coach, or I'm not really sure the specifics yet, but I do want to consult and coach. And it would be so helpful if you guys could let me know on my Instagram, on my email, even anywhere that you can reach me. Let me know what you'd want me to coach you on. What do you want me to share? Or if it's about brand building, if it's about wellness, if it's about like life coach in general, just getting your life together. What do you want me guys, me guys, what do you guys want me to share with you and basically coach you on? Because that is, I'm not going to do something that nobody really wants. I want to do what you guys truly are curious about and want me to help you on, on a more personal level that's tailored towards you. And I think that would be like kind of lifestyle and organizational coaching, just kind of how to get your life together, add health to your life, add 
wellness, that kind of stuff. I think that's my, my niche, my niche. Don't even know how to say that word, but I think that's what I really want to do. But let me know what you guys think, because I'm here to serve you and that's what makes me happy. So let me know. But as far as Honey So Legos, that is the lifestyle brand and you can check out the website. I love it. And I'm so excited about this and I'm so excited that I kind of found my path and what I want to do. And I want to be like a modern day lifestyle brand. That is just what I want Honey Soleil to be. So that's the update on that. Um, also I did change my major. This is also very random. I changed my major to linguistics, but actually I didn't have to change my major because what I'm doing is I'm getting two associates degrees, uh, for my community college before I transfer. And then once I get there, I can choose whatever major I really want. Um, kind of liberal artsy, but I've decided I want to do linguistics. It's just, it's, it's what's going to be, make me happier, in the long term. And I still have the opportunity to do public relations because I will be getting my associate's degree in communications. So either way I can do linguistics or communications. Once I transfer, it really just depends on what I'm feeling in two years. But as for right now, I've decided on linguistics. And of course people change their major like 50 times. So I don't feel bad about it. And I think that we are people, well, us as humans are constantly evolving and we change our minds all the time. And honestly, I would hate myself if I didn't change my mind more than once in like a freaking day because we're humans, we evolve. So that's just a little spiel on what's going on in my life, what's up, what's new with Honey Soleil, the whole situation. But without further ado, let's just get into today's episode. The first tip I actually talked about in my Raw Talk episode previously, I went in deep on it, but I'm going to reiterate this here, and that is to structure your weekdays also create routines. So all about structure, all about routine, because us as humans, we are very habitual and we thrive with structure. A lot of us um, love spontaneity. We love the fun of life, but realistically we would spiral if we didn't have some form of routine and structure in our daily lives. And that's why if you work for yourself, the best thing that you can do is help structure your work days and your weekdays tailored to your schedule. So structuring what I do each day of the week keeps me more accountable working for myself and it helps me to not go crazy. And when the day comes, I'm like, okay, what should I do today? Oh, I'll get this done. Maybe I'll get this done. I don't like to do that. I like to have a strict plan. Well, not a strict plan. It's it's flexible, but I like to have a guideline to go off of every day so that I can work more efficiently and effectively. And I'm going to jump into what my schedule is kind of to give you guys inspiration for how to do it yourself or how to schedule your weekdays yourself. For me, I have changed up my schedule since I've actually last talked about this because it is a whole trial and error process. When you are creating a schedule for yourself from scratch because you work for yourself or you work remotely, it is very hard to find your rhythm. And that's why it's a process of trial and error. And for me, I found like I... I found like, I feel like I have found the schedule that works for me and I'm not going to change this for a while until things change. But for me, I now have changed Mondays to I jump right out of the gate filming. So Mondays I have classes, I have schoolwork, that's the start of the school week, but also I want to get my content created on Mondays because for me, if I put off creating content like filming videos and Instagram stuff until the later days, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I am a bit more burnt out and I do not want to create lazy content. I don't want to create rushed content. I like putting my heart and soul into my work. So for me, I like to just start the week on a strong push and I like to get my content done. So Mondays is just filled with schoolwork, lectures, and 
getting my content created. And like I said, or not like I said, like I said in the last episode, my weekly reset day was on a Monday, but that is now on Fridays again. And I will dive into that more for you guys in a bit, but let's go on to Tuesday. So for Tuesdays, these are the days that I go to the wing where I work remotely at the wing. So I live in Orange County, but I drive up to LA to work at the wing on Tuesdays and I'm there from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. So that is a day where I just work on all things on my laptop. So I'm not creating content, but I am either editing a podcast, editing a video, planning content, finishing up some schoolwork. I'm writing blog post outlines. I'm writing podcast outlines. I am writing video outlines. I'm doing emails. This is basically a day where I focus on my laptop 100%. I'm not creating content. I'm kind of doing the back-end work. And that is essentially Tuesdays. I like to structure when I go to the wing because if I didn't, I would barely go there and I pay a monthly fee and I love the wing. So I like to make it a part of my routine. And that way I know Tuesdays, I wake up at 5 a.m., I get ready, I go to the wing. And it's just structure for myself and it makes me flow more efficient. That day, I know I'm just getting a shit ton of laptop work completed. I am just sitting there for multiple hours. I What's eight to one? That is five hours of consecutive just work. And I love it. It makes me power through. It's amazing. So that's the day that I go to the wing. Now for you, you could obviously go find a co-working space. You could go to a cafe. You could do this in the library. You could, if you want to do essentially the same thing as me, where you have like a remote day on your laptop, find any place that feels comfortable for you to work at and work there for like five hours. It's a cheap way to kind of get out of your apartment, get out of your house and work in a fresh new environment. It keeps me inspired and I know it makes me not go stir crazy if I am getting out there and working in a different space, but I highly recommend joining a co-working space if it's accessible to you, if you have the means to do it. It is so amazing. I've met a lot of people just through the wing and I love the network and community that it has, but this is not a whole episode dedicated to the wing. So I'm going to shut up about it, but the wing is amazing. And that is what I do on Tuesdays. And then Tuesdays also I have family dinner with my boyfriend. So that's kind of more, I do my work eight to one. And then the rest of the day is more on a chill note because I did go so hard for five straight hours. And that's, you know, when I have family dinner with my boyfriend and you know, it's, it's a good time. So that is what Tuesdays are. Kind of went on a tangent there. But now for Wednesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays are my days to continue making content. So this is, I got the majority of content created on Monday, but then if I have any leftover things that I need to film, some clips, some more editing I need to get done, more podcast recording, that is when I'll do it is Wednesdays and Thursdays. So I give myself Wednesday and Thursday to finish up videos, finish up podcast episodes, finish up Instagram content, all kinds of things like that. So those are more work days again, but those are from home and those are Wednesdays and Thursdays. And I also sprinkle in schoolwork on these days, but it's majority focus is filming and editing and writing outlines and creating content. Basically, it's just not a hard push like Monday because Monday is where I really get the bulk of it done. But Wednesday and Thursday, I can take care of errands. I can do all of that, but my focus is really filming and editing. Then on Fridays, we have the weekly reset. This is what I recommend to absolutely everyone is a weekly reset. If you guys have been following me for a while, you know what a weekly reset is. It is a day where you just get your shit together because life can be extremely overwhelming. And if you're a person like me where you kind of need control in your life, 
Having a day where you just get everything together for the upcoming week is vital. So for me, Fridays are the best days because it's right before the weekend. I can get all of my planning, my cleaning, my grocery shopping, all of that done before the weekend so that I can enjoy the weekend with a free and clear mind. And then I jump right out of the gate on Monday and I'm ready to go because I took care of it on Friday. So for me, this day includes three sections. I basically have a cleaning section, a planning section, and then self-care because I do have a task or I have a habit in here that mentions prioritizing self-care. We'll jump more into that. But for this day, I like to just deep clean my apartment because it can get pretty messy. Even though I do clean 20 minutes per day, it gets pretty messy. You need to wash your bathtub. You need to wash your sink. You need to wipe down counters. So I'll do a deep clean of my apartment. I will also take this time to make a grocery list and make a menu for the week because I like to give myself three to four breakfasts, lunches, and dinners that I can make on the weekly basis. So I'm not kind of like, I go to my kitchen and I'm like, what do I make? I have no idea what to make. I I look at these ingredients and I'm just what can I make with this? So it's easier if you have a menu to go from that way, you know, in the morning you wake up, you look at your menu, you're like, okay, I can have a smoothie. I can have oatmeal. I can have blah, 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 stuff like that. So I like to make a meal plan and a grocery list that coincide, but also something to really save time during the weeks is a meal prepping. I used to do this for like a year a year ago, I stopped doing it and that's when things got chaotic. Meal prepping is so essential. If you work from home, you're on the go and you just need a quick meal. You don't have time to spend 30 to an, 30 minutes to an hour cooking something from home because if you want to eat healthy, you're going to need to make it yourself or obviously go to health food or vegan restaurants, but it's just, it's, it's a lot more expensive that way. So if you want to eat healthy, you want to know what's going in your body, you're going to have to make homemade meals. And that is a lot of work if you don't have the time for it. That's why if you can meal prep vegetables, grains, or even protein at the beginning of the week or Friday, like I do, then it's going to help you so much more on time management because then I know, okay, I can go have lunch right now, but basically all of it's already cooked. I just have to heat it up and it makes for such a time saver because then I can just jump right back into work and I'm fine. I don't have to waste all this time. So I like to do all of that and then I will do planning. So I'm going to plan my content for the week. I'm going to plan my schedule for the week. I'm going to plan my workouts for the week. I'm essentially just planning the upcoming week because I've learned that if you plan too far in advance on your calendar, it can get a bit overwhelming and things move around a lot. You know, we're humans and we have other factors that decipher our schedule and they dictate our schedule. They move things around. So that's why I just like to plan a week in advance and it works the best for me. So going along with workouts, I will have a schedule for my workouts and I'm going to dive into that right now. So for me, I have found out that working out in the mornings that I have to film are terrible because I I cannot be that person that goes to a 6 a.m. workout class. I tried it. I hated it. I can't do it. But if I go to a 7 or 8.30 a.m. workout class, I'm getting home too late. I'm getting ready. I'll be ready by 11. And I've missed my peak window of productivity. So for me, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I don't work out in the morning. It's just, it's too difficult and it just doesn't work for me. So what I like to do is I will make a workout 
or I'll book a workout for midday. And this is what I like to call my intermission. So instead of sitting down or watching TV, I will go to a workout in between work. It'll be like my midday intermission pretty much. And then I like to book this from 1 to 3 p.m. And that way it re-energizes me for the rest of the day because I go through this period of getting really tired at like 3 p.m. If I eat lunch, I get very lazy and it's really hard for me to get back up and work. So if I just change that to a workout at that time, I am more efficient in my work for the rest of the day. So Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, that is when I have my midday workouts and it works the best for me. I absolutely love it. Tuesdays are the one day a week that I do skip working out because it just does not fit in my schedule unless I am in LA and I'll book a workout class in LA, but I don't like to do that because I like to dedicate those five hours to fully working and a workout class is an hour. So that would take up too much time, but I don't really work out on Tuesdays because I'm exhausted when I get home because it's like a two hour drive. Driving for some reason makes us exhausted, but I don't work out those days. So Tuesday is my rest day. It's when I skip working out Wednesday, Thursday. I told you how I work out Fridays. Since it is my weekly reset, I can afford to go to an eight 30 workout class because I don't have to hustle and start work at 7 a.m. I can, you know, do these this planning and cleaning at my leisure and it's not as pressed for time. So I like to really take my time in the morning on Friday and go through my morning routine in, you know, indulgent amount of time. And that is when I can work out at 8:30. I love it. It's amazing. I really, really enjoy getting an 8.30 workout class in on Fridays. It's it's amazing. But also what I'll do for workouts is I, I sometimes like to work out twice a day. I am that bitch. It's really annoying. But I love scheduling evening workout classes or evening yoga. So if I did a hard workout in the morning that day, I will schedule evening yoga. But essentially in that long spiel, that is how I structure my weekdays and how I schedule my workouts. So when you need some structure kind of figure out what your theme is for each day and what you're going to get done each day. That way you're not looking at your schedule as, well, I could do this on this day. I guess I could do this on this day. You're more likely to push things because you don't have structure holding your schedule together. So I think structuring your weekdays, even in the most little way possible, will really benefit you. Now, moving along to routines, if you don't work from home and you do go to a nine-to-five job or you are a full-time student, you still need some level of structure that is your own because obviously your schedule is dictated by someone else, AKA, you know, your boss or the school. So giving yourself your own little form of structure in the form of a routine can be super beneficial because like I said, we're creatures of habit and we just feel good when we have a routine that we can go to. It's fully automated. We don't need to think we just dive into our routine. And that is why I think morning routines are absolutely essential. Night routines, love them. Whatever routine you need to make, make it. So for me, Morning routines are, oh my God, I will never shut up about morning routines. They're amazing. For me, I've told you guys before, I don't even know where, I have the most trouble getting out of bed. If it's not sunny and it's like a cloudy day, I will do anything in my power to not get out of bed. And it's horrible because I work for myself. If I don't work, I don't, I can't pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? So if you need just a little push and a little help getting out of bed in the morning, create a routine. So you don't have to think about it. You just move on to the first step of the routine and then it kind of gets the ball rolling. And by the time you're finished with the routine, you're ready to take on the day. The day is a lot more easier since you didn't just jump into it without warming up. It's, it's a lot like stretching, you know, a morning routine is kind of like stretching. It gets you ready for the activity ahead. And so for me, 
I, I guess I'll break you down my morning routine. I guess you can get some info for this. I don't know. My morning routine does change um, quite often, but right now what it is is I'll wake up at 6 a.m. I will First thing I'll do is brush my teeth and take my vitamins, and I keep my vitamins by my toothpaste and toothbrush. That way I know to take it. Otherwise, I would forget. I'm going to be honest. I would forget to take my vitamins. That's why I keep them by my toothbrush, and it's so easy to remember. Once I do that, I'll go take Atticus for a walk because that is the fastest way to get my body moving. Atticus needs a walk. He's my dog, by the way. And it's a way to get me outside and to get me moving. And I think moving in the morning is very important. Even if you don't have the time to just maybe 10 to 15 minutes, that's all it takes for me to walk my dog is 15 minutes. And that really helps my mood. When I get back, that is when I'll go into the kitchen. I'll make my coffee. I'll make celery juice. I'm on the celery juice kick. I didn't think I'd be that bitch, but I am. And it's because of my eczema. I do have eczema. I mentioned this before, but I have such sensitive eczema and anything triggers it. So I'm trying the celery juice uh, diet where you drink celery juice in the morning and I haven't been doing it for that long. So I really don't know the results yet, guys. I can't really say much about that, but I am starting to do that. So I will have my celery juice, my lemon water, my coffee. I've got a lot of beverages going on in the morning. Then I will move into showering and listening to a podcast. If I don't have some form of motivational content in the morning, I will be basically fucked. So I need something to pump me up, get me ready for the day. So I'm listening to a podcast in the shower. I'm getting ready, listening to the podcast, and then I get into my day. My morning routine is very short right now. I'm not doing much, but I'm doing the necessary habits to get me started in my day and keep me healthy. And also I'll make my bed, but that's obvious. Uh, But it's very important to do. So that's my morning routine. I think creating Even the most little short morning routine can really help you. Just brushing your teeth and taking your dog for a walk. Just do that. And it's a morning routine and it will help you. So creating some structure in your weekdays and through routines, I think is really beneficial for your well-being. Well, that was 20 minutes just talking about structure. If that doesn't say everything about my personality, I don't know what does. Moving on to the second healthy habit that can change your life, and that is cleaning 20 minutes per night. So I always think that a clear space is a clear mind, and it just feels better when you wake up to a clear space. You're basically creating inner calm for yourself. I know that when my space in the morning is an absolute disaster, it's harder. It's more resistance for my day. So I, cause I know that I'll have to be like, okay, I can't start cleaning. I mean, I can't start working. I can't start working until my space is clear because my desk is a mess. My kitchen's a mess. I can't even make my coffee. So that is why if you just take 10 to 15, 20 minutes to do a quick clean around the house, you will be so much happier in the mornings because it will make you flow through your morning routine and get the ball rolling so much easier than if you had this disgusting mess weighing you down. Because I think we always should be trying to take the path of less resistance because the more decisions and the more resistance you have to go through in the morning, the slower and less efficient you're going to work because we have peak times that we work. So our peak productivity is from, I think it was 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. I I don't remember where I heard that, but that is where our peak productivity is. And I could not agree more with that. That is why I'd like to wake up at 6 a.m. so that I can really get shit started during when I'm the most productive. So if you clean beforehand, that's one thing already done. You can just jump right into your morning routine, not have to worry. You have a clear space and it just makes you feel happier. I know I feel so good when I see 
My floor is vacuumed. My counter's wiped. There's no dishes. It's amazing. And just doing it for 20 minutes per night is so easy, but it's so vital. You can even make this a game, which is what I like to do. I'll set uh, my timer on Alexa. I'll say, Alexa, set a timer for 20 minutes. And I put on some music and I just power clean. And that way it's kind of fun to see how much you can get done in 20 minutes. And we kind of underestimate how fast we can clean and how much we can get done. So that is why cleaning 20 minutes a night, it, of course, it could be any time frame that you want. It could be an hour if you want, but to make it manageable, 10 to 20 minutes is what I recommend. And it will really make you feel a lot more clear in the morning. The third healthy habit to incorporate into your life is meditation or mindfulness. I know this is a cliche. You're rolling your eyes right now. You're telling me to shut up and go like off myself. But I'm telling you, mindfulness and meditation are game changers. So meditation can be very difficult, but essentially all it is is being mindful of the present moment. And you're observing your thoughts. You're realizing that, you know, they're just thoughts. I'm observing them and I'm letting them pass. Meditation it seems very intimidating to most people because you think you're just sitting in silence for 30 minutes, but it's much different than that. And that is why I like to do guided meditations because why, why wouldn't I do a guided meditation? It's amazing. You have someone helping you with your breath work. You have someone helping you to relax and, and draw the attention and awareness to the present moment and to be mindful. I love using the app Headspace. I talk about it so freaking much. I'm waiting for the day that they sponsor me. Oh my God, Headspace is my dream sponsor. But I love that app. It has amazing guided meditations and I love the guy's voice. And now apparently you can have a female, you can change the voice of who guides you through your meditation. It's amazing. I'm just a big fangirl for it. But you can also find guided meditations on YouTube. I've heard of that. I'm sure there's tons of other guided meditation apps, but if you need some help on doing traditional meditation, I would highly, highly recommend that you check out a guided meditation from anywhere that is accessible to you. For some people, the traditional sense of meditation might not be what you're ready for, and that's why you can just practice a mindful activity. Anything that takes you out of your thoughts and out of thinking about the past, the future, everything you're stressing about, and you can just focus on the present moment, it's going to be helpful to you. It's going to be mindful. Now, this could be walking your dog. You can focus on what you're seeing, what your dog is doing, the sounds you're hearing. You're just focusing on the present moment of walking your dog. You could also do this with painting. You're focusing on what you're painting. The best form of mindfulness, I will say, is exercise because you're kind of in that fight or flight moment when you're exercising and you're not thinking about anything other than surviving the workout. So for me, exercise is also a form of meditation and mindfulness, and I find that really helpful. So if I can't meditate that day or I just didn't make time for it, I know that I'm at least exercising, which in my world, in my sense, it is a form of meditation. So incorporating something along the lines of meditation or mindfulness and getting you in the present moment every day and working on your breathing is a very healthy habit that I think changed my life. Habit number four is to put your phone on airplane mode when you're working. Working on a task or working from home or doing it anything where you need to put some heavy focus on it can be super difficult because our phones are so damn distracting. And if you have it near you, 
you're going to check it because if a, if a notification pops up, you think it's life or death and you just have to respond to it. But honestly, nothing is really that important when you're doing your task. So what I like to do is to just put my phone on airplane mode, turn it upside down, or you could even put it in a drawer, hide it, whatever you need to for the time that you need to focus. And that's why I like to set timers when I do things. So I'll set an hour that I need to edit, an hour that I need to record, an hour that I need to write an outline or a blog post. And in that hour, I am not checking my phone. My phone's on airplane mode. I don't see it. I don't think about it. And that way I am, I have literally no distractions. I have nothing distracting me because I did hear somewhere that whenever you get distracted during work, it takes your mind 15 minutes to refocus. Do you know how annoying that is? If you're constantly checking your phone, you're basically never in that deep flow state. And a deep flow state is when you're working and time is just moving and you don't realize it. You're so in the zone that you're getting things done. You're powering through. And I love getting in the flow state. You can look up more on this, but I absolutely love that feeling because it's, it's a little bit difficult in the beginning when you're doing homework, when you're editing, when you're doing schoolwork, all kinds of stuff like that. It can be very difficult within the first 10 to 15 minutes. But once you power through, you get in the zone, you have no distractions, it's going to be so much easier for you and you're going to work so efficiently. So put your phone on airplane mode, put it in a drawer, hide it, but get rid of it so that you can work more efficiently of what? I don't even know what that efficiently. Okay. Vibes. We're going to say that now, but Anyway, putting your phone in airplane mode makes you more efficient and there's no distractions. Habit number five is to listen to podcasts. Of course, I'm going to say this. I'm talking to you on a podcast, but honestly, podcasts absolutely changed my life. When I started incorporating podcasts into my daily routine, it changed the game because if you're not hearing outside information, you're not getting anything new, inspirational or motivational in your in your mind, you're not learning anything new. And for me, podcasts are an amazing way to multitask. I can clean my entire apartment and listen to like three podcasts in that time. And in that time, I'm learning so much. I'm getting so motivated. I am hearing amazing things said by other people. And most of the time I take notes always when I listen to podcasts, if it's not an entertainment podcast and it's something that I can learn from, I'm taking notes because podcasts can teach you so much. For me, it really helped me. And I, I can't go through my day without listening to a podcast because it's a great way to just jam pack in information while I'm doing something else. Now you could obviously listen to my podcast, what you're doing, but there's amazing podcasts out there. I would just go out, search for some, find some recommendations and just find what you like. My favorite podcast, I'm actually going to look them up for you guys because I want to share with you my top podcast that I'm constantly listening to. The first one that I'm absolutely obsessed with is the skinny confidential him and her. I'm sure a lot of you guys know about this podcast, but Michael and Lauren are just, they, they have amazing personalities and I learn and gain so much new information and insight from their guests. So that's a podcast I truly love. Another one that I really like is um, The Real Real Podcast by Natalie Barbu. I'm obsessed with Natalie. I love her. I had her as a guest on my previous podcast and spoiler alert, she's coming on this podcast again in the near future. So I'm super excited about that. You guys, I can't wait to chat with her about just everything. She's such an amazing, inspiring person and I love her podcast. She gets 
such amazing guests on there. And I, I didn't think I was a person who loved interviews and guest podcasts, but I am obsessed with them. You learn so much when you have perspectives of multiple different people. So I love the real, real podcast. Amazing. Another one that I love is the gold digger podcast by Jenna Kutcher. This one is amazing for business and mindset and all kinds of just businessy related things. Another one I like is Directionally Challenged by Candace King and Kayla. I don't even know how to say her last name, but Vampire Diaries Girls. I love them. They're amazing. Their personalities are fantastic, and they also bring on guests, and it's just it's entertaining, but I also learn a lot when I listen to their podcasts. So that's a great one. And the other one that I'm going to recommend to you guys is Body of Soul by Chelsea. This podcast I recently came to discover, and it is amazing. She's all about Ayurveda and which is um, Eastern medicine and wellness and spirituality. I really, truly love her podcast. It's amazing. I'm also going to have her as a guest on the podcast very soon. So check her out and check out these podcasts. They're amazing. And I can't wait to bring on some of these people that I'm talking about. So those are the podcasts that I love. But again, podcasts are so beneficial to, I think, everyone. So go out there and find what you like. Habit number six is prioritize self-care. We honestly cannot function at our peak performance if we're not taking care of ourselves at our base level. And that includes your body, your physicality, your health, and your spirituality and mindset. If your mental health is not taken care of, you cannot perform at your top perform. You can't perform at peak level. It's just impossible. So I think that prioritizing taking an hour a day, taking one day a week to dedicate to getting your mental health back in track helping your physical health, exercising, just self-care in general. A lot of us are really hooked on this culture of being busy, busy, busy. We're doing so much. We think it's a badge of honor to be busy all the time, but it's really not. You're just stressing your body out. You're stressing your mind out. You're overwhelming yourself. And ultimately you're not going to perform the best that you could be performing. And that's why if you take it back down to the foundational level of your well-being, it's going to benefit you because it's like working from the ground up. So treat yourself like a fucking Mercedes and take care of yourself so that you can work at the best ability that you can. And it's just going to make you happier. If you take care of your mental health, you're going to be happier. It's just obvious. And now I'm not going to Jake Paul you guys and be like, anxiety is created by you. Just go outside and breathe. Oh my God. If you guys saw that tweet. Oh my God. But anyway, we're not even going to talk about that. But essentially... Focus on your mental health, focus on your physical health, focus on what you're putting into your body, what you're eating, how you're exercising, how you are treating your emotions and you know, how you're expressing your emotions. Are you journaling? Just find out all you can about self-care and just prioritize the shit out of it. I, I love self-care. Hello, this podcast is about pretty much self-care because I, I love myself. Honestly, you should love yourself enough to take care of your well-being. Number seven is to end your shower with 30 seconds of freezing cold water. Now I learned about this from the Wim Hof method from the Goop Lab Netflix series. Oh my God, you guys, I'm obsessed with Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop to begin with, but that series, it was the best thing ever. And in there, there was an episode called the Wim Hof method, which is this man who basically practices controlling your emotions and controlling controlling your emotions and stress pretty much by putting yourself in stress, which is cold water. 
And you can watch this episode on Netflix and you'll learn so much more than I'm telling you. But I basically took this into my own and decided that I want to end every shower with 30 seconds of freezing cold water. It's a test of discipline. It it just helps you feel more in control because if you can handle controlling your body during that like physical stress, you can handle controlling your own stress. And so after the first time I did it, honestly, it's not that bad. It seems so dreadful, but once you do it for for one time, it's so manageable. I honestly enjoy the cold water at the end of my shower, but I think do more research on that because I'm obviously not well-versed in it yet. I I just, you know, heard about it and it's something that recently I've been doing and I really think it's foundational, but just ending your shower with 30 seconds of cold water really teaches you discipline and I can't go back. I really love doing this. So that is habit number seven. Let's move on to the next one. The eighth habit is sticking to timers. Now I kind of mentioned this before, but I basically use this time cube to make sure I'm on track. So it has five Uh, 15, 30, and 60 minute timers on it. And I don't like to take any longer than necessary on each task that I'm doing. And I want to keep my day flowing and moving through what I need to get done. So usually what I'll do is I'll time how long it takes me to complete each task that, you know, is in my schedule. And then that way, moving forward, I'll set a timer for X amount of time to make sure that I'm sticking to that time and working effectively and efficiently. So for instance, I liked to figure out how long it takes me to film a video, how long it takes me to edit usually, because one thing that I was struggling with before was I would put all these things in my calendar, but I would not get them done in an efficient time. And that way the tasks would have to be moved to the next day. And I constantly felt like I was behind and I was like running to catch up. So if I am just more honest about how long things take me and I work faster, more efficiently, more effectively then it's going to help flow through my day and make sure that I'm getting everything done. It makes my schedule more realistic and it helps me stick through things and keep the day flowing. For podcasts, I know it takes me like an hour, hour and a half max, but that is my time frame that I'm doing this in. So I set that for my time and then by the time it's done, I'm ready to go on to the next task. So sticking to timers can really help you see where your time's going if you wanna track how long things take you, Um, You can use the app now then. That's what I did to track how long things were or activities were taking me in my day. But then moving forward, you can use timers to make sure you're sticking to your schedule and flowing through your day. Habit number nine that changed my life is reading a chapter of a book before bed every night. I find that this is the best way to wind down for myself because when I would go on my phone, it would affect my sleep very drastically. And now I like to just read a chapter before I go to bed. It calms my mind. I'm getting new information. It's giving me entertainment purposes. I'm learning new things, but it's also relaxing my mind and telling me that it's time to go to bed. And a lot of us like to say that we're too busy to read, which it's, you know, it it happens. But if you really are serious about reading and incorporating it into your life, it's very easy to just take 30 minutes a night to read a chapter of a book. And this could be anything. You could be reading fiction. You could be reading nonfiction. But for me, I love reading self-help books that make me end the day with happiness. It makes me feel good about the journey that I'm on. And that way I go to bed with some clarity and some happiness and I love it, but I love fiction. Don't get me wrong. Oh, come on. Anyway, Um, this is really funny because that was my mom calling me and the 10th and final habit is to call your mom. That's, that's perfect. I could not have planned that, but love that hoe. Anyway, the 10th and final habit, how perfect is to call your mom. And this doesn't have to necessarily be your mom, but what I'm saying here 
is call someone and talk to them. When you are handling things on your own, you're bottling up your emotions and you have no way to release them or talk to anyone about them, it's going to negatively impact your mental health. And that is why I say to call your mom. Because for me, my mom is someone that I trust with my life. I I trust her advice so much and she's the best person for me to vent to because she gives me solid, unbiased advice, but she's also there for me when I need to vent. So I think that that if you need to talk to someone, you need to let things out, call someone you love, call your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your cousin, whoever's in your life that you trust and love speaking to, and they make you happy, call them because we're so stuck in this habit of texting all the time that we forget to kind of call people. And I personally just love talking to my mom. Like she called me because we literally talk every single day. I'm not even kidding you. We are probably talking on the phone every day, maybe every other day if it's like a wonky week, but I talk to my mom so much and it helps me feel so, it gives me clarity because I'm getting an unbiased opinion from someone who is looking out for my best interest. So they're going to give me honest advice. And that's what I recommend you do. If you don't have anyone, therapy, therapy is very helpful. And honestly, if you need to do an online counseling, I recommend that so much more than traditional therapy because you can talk to them whenever you want to. You can type out and vent whenever you want to. I honestly am working with BetterHelp. Like I have a membership to BetterHelp where I talk to an online therapist and it is so much better to me than going to traditional therapy. But if you need to go to traditional therapy, do it. But also if you can't afford that or your insurance doesn't cover it, it should. But if it doesn't and you need someone to talk to or you need some way to vent out emotion, message me. Honestly, please message me, DM me, Um, whichever Twitter DM, any way that you can reach me, message me because I will be that person for you to just type out everything in your mind and just let it out. Please don't filter yourself. Don't worry about anything you say because it's between you and me and I do not mind. If I don't respond, it's just because like I obviously can't respond to everything or something like that, but I will always be a place for you to just like write a letter and throw it out. So if you just need to write it out and kind of let it go, Let me be that person. You could use a journal, but you could also use me. I'm here for you guys. I'm always here for you guys because we are on this journey to bettering ourselves together. So I'm here for you always. Those were just my 10 healthy habits that helped me personally get my life together and organize my life. These are just baseline habits that I would recommend to anyone if I was telling them how to transition into a healthier, more organized life. I hope you guys found this episode helpful. Be sure to review the podcast on iTunes podcast because I do this thing on the podcast Instagram called reviewer of the week where I feature your review. And if you want to add your Instagram, I will tag you on the Instagram story where we have reviewer of the week and I keep it in a little highlight so it means so much to me if you guys would give this five stars tell me your honest thoughts because that's how we grow the podcast and I just love doing this I think podcasting is my calling and I love it so much it's another form of creative content for me and I just I just love it so much and I can't thank you guys enough for letting this be my career because I'm so happy doing it and yeah I really hope you guys found this helpful and I will see you guys next Tuesday bye bye